As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to another No Dunks podcast. I believe today's episode is brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, made with vodka, seltzer, and real juice. It's Neutral, the one with the umlaut. It is Saturday, March 4th, 2023. I'm Jay Skeets here in the yard, and that is Sweet Sweet Luna getting in a quick nap after a little walk. What's up, everybody? The weekend shift is back. Why not? It's been so long. Probably since last year's playoffs, since we've done a weekend shift. What is it? Eh, it's just a little recap of last night's action. Not as many hot takes, a little bit more of me talking with the stream team. Hello to everybody joining us on YouTube. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast later, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Yeah, I just wanted to jump on here to, uh, to go through last night's games. You know, maybe get me in the rhythm with the playoffs right around the corner. This was a lot of fun last year doing these on Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, just talking about the big games. And again, just keeping everybody up to speed. You know, the one thing the NBA podcast world is missing? Weekend podcasts. For the true sickos. So uh, that's why we're here. And that's what we're going to do. I got to get right into it. Because in... About 45 minutes, I got to make my way over to the YMCA to hopefully help coach our youth basketball team to the finals. We got to win two games today. Win, or excuse me, lose one and we're out. We got to go 2-0 and today to make the finals next week. We're playing some good teams. So, uh, yeah, I will uh, move with some speed here. But again, thanks to everybody. If you like these things, especially these little weekend shifts, uh, subscribe. And tell a friend, and leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Okay, so I just want to take us through the games very, very quickly. There was a lot on a Friday night, but some fun ones. We'll start with Jokic, triple-double, lifting the Nuggets over the Grizzlies, 113-97. 18, 18, and 10. The Joker's 25th triple-double this season. His team remains perfect when he hits that in the box score. And I think what happened last night is that Denver basically locked up the number one seed. They took the season series 2-1 versus the Grizzlies. They now hold a six-game lead, five in the loss column, over 
the the Grizzlies for that top seed in the Western Conference. I think they've got it here. I mean, it would have to be an epic meltdown, and I just don't see that happening uh, with the way they're clicking right now. This game was close. I mean, you see the final score, and you're like, ooh, blowout. It was tied 80-80 at the end of three quarters, and then the Nuggets just crushed them in the fourth, outscored them 33-17. And I know TK slipped this into a podcast uh, maybe last week. I believe it was uh, you know earlier this week, I guess. However you want to look at it. When does the next week start? Is it Sunday? Has it already started? Is it Monday? I guess it's Monday. But anyway, this past week, he stole one of my quote-unquote hot takes. And that is, he believes the Nuggets sort of championship might ride on Michael Porter Jr. And I really believe that. And I crunched the numbers a little bit here this morning. In wins this year, MPJ averages 18-6 and six with a true shooting percentage of 65. Lights out in victories. He had another good game in this one. In losses, his numbers dipped to like 14 points per game, shooting under 40% from the field, 33% from three. So he's obviously uh, very important to the Nuggets' uh, chances to go very far in the playoffs and to maybe win the whole thing. Jokic is going to be Jokic. That ain't going to be a problem. Jamal Murray, I, I believe, will have, like, in a playoff series, he'll be the classic, you know, a couple, you know, regular, if you want to call it that, 20 to 25-point games. He'll have a dud here or there where he can't hit, and then he'll have a monster one. So that's he's going to be sort of all over the map. But Michael Porter Jr., he is uh, instrumental, I think, to their chances to get this, uh, to, to get to the finals at the very least, or maybe even win the whole thing. So he is, uh, he's playing really, really well. And again, I think the Nuggets have uh, locked up the number one seed. Pressure's going to be on them here. They're going to be, you know, in theory, favorites in, in every series. I mean, will they, I guess? If the Suns and Warriors match up against them in a second round, what will the odds makers say? Hmm. It should be the Nuggets as favorite, especially with home court advantage, but you never know. Uh, all right, keep it moving here in the Western Conference. Sabonis hits game-winning free throws. Practice your free throws, kids, as the Kings beat the Clippers 128-27. Crazy game, okay? Let me take you through it. Paul George, he hits a three to give the Clippers a one-point lead with about 51 seconds left. Sabonis responds with a layup on the other end. Great pass from Malik Monk, drawing the defense, sort of shovels it inside to Sabonis, hits it uh, an easy layup under the rim there. Beautiful pass, though, I thought, from Monk. After the timeout, Paul George comes back. He makes a very tough layup, puts it high off the glass with about 30 seconds to go, 33 seconds left. They take the lead back, and then shit got wild. Fox misses an open jumper that he's hit a million times this season. The Clippers get the rebound, and the Kings... They thought about fouling, but wisely were like, there might be enough time here. Maybe don't foul. They sort of force a lot of pressure. The Clippers just get it over half court. And then Eric Gordon gets a little bit trapped on the side. He throws you know, a bit of a heater pass to Russell Westbrook. It should have been caught, though. I think Russ took his eyes off the ball, was already thinking where he was going with it. And it just slipped through his hands and goes out of bounds. Can get the final possession here for them. Fox gets to his spot again, misses another jumper, but Rocco Covington, Sir Robert Covington, pushes Sabonis in the back on the rebound. And he did. He did. Like, I love to let guys battle under there for the rebound, but when that arm gets extended and Sabonis had positioning, like he was already on the on the box out, even though he was the offensive player, foul called. Sabonis steps to the line, has to hit them both. He does. Clippers. Don't believe, yeah, they don't have any timeouts left. Paul George brings it up. 
gets a decent look at a three-pointer. I thought Fox played it really well without fouling two, and he misses. Kings win, like the motherfucking beam. Oh my god, this team is hot. De'Aaron Fox with 33 points for his eighth consecutive 30-point game. Oh my goodness. This guy. I love Mike Brown, Michael Burton Brown, um, talking up Sabonis and Fox for all NBA now. He's saying, yeah, we got them in the All-Star game. These guys are all NBA. Sabonis, I think, is a lock. Fox, ooh, that'll be tough. That'll be tough with how many guards there are, but holy crap, is he played deserving of a spot, like on a third team there. So, good win. Uh, Clippers are frauds anyway. Everybody knows that. They lose again. Still looking for their first W with Russell Westbrook. That was, uh, he had a great game, too. Uh, No Kawhi in this one. Good stat line from Russ. Made some nice plays. Like, he actually made a really nice pass to Paul George for one of those threes late. But the one where it just goes through his hands. Oh, man. Now, my coach, my old high school coach, would always say it's the passer's fault. Always. That's Eric Gordon's fault, he would say. I think Russ probably should have caught it. But, you know, ugh, that's, a, that's a bad, bad turnover. But good job by the Kings and Brown to not foul in that situation. And, and Fox missed two jumpers. Like... That he, again, has hit so many times this year. He might be the leader in the clubhouse for uh, Clutch Player of the Year. But uh, they still pull out the victory because of uh, Sabonis getting positioning on the one and that defense that led to the turnover. Kings, 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 man. They are hot. Yeah, I like that beam. All right, also in the West, Clay Thompson scored 27. Warriors beat the Pelicans 108-99. Man, what a weird season for the Pelicans. This is a depressing ending to this year, that's for sure. But the Warriors, they finished 5-0. Uh, at home on this little homestand. No Curry. He's supposed to be back tomorrow. Of course, Golden State rallies from another double deficit deficit. <laughs> double digit deficit, thank you. Uh, at halftime to win. So they're down, what were they down in this one? 17? Uh, and for the fourth consecutive game, comes storming back in the second half. I thought Kaminga is my real note from this one. I thought he was amazing off the bench. 19 points on 13 shots, 7 boards, 4 steals. And uh, he helped them uh, get you know get back into this game and ultimately like run away with it in the end. But this is the fourth consecutive game that the Warriors have done this, uh, where they've been down big and it's like okay, don't worry, and come back and get it done. Good win from them. They're obviously like they're, they they have their eyes probably on home court advantage at this point in the first round of the Western Conference. Can they get there? Rudy Gobert leads the Wolves past the Lakers despite AD's. 38. Minnesota moves back above 500. They rebounded from that 0-3 stretch. Solid wins here. Back-to-back wins over the Clippers and the Lakers. Uh, Lakers made a game of it. They trailed by 14 uh, in the fourth quarter. Went on a nice run. It was down to three points. But then AD lost his shoe during a defensive possession, and it led to a Mike Conley open three-pointer with about, I don't know, 70 seconds to go. So uh, that was a big one. Losing the shoe, man. Got to tighten it up. Maybe he wears giant shoes like KD does, who's always losing them. I'm not sure. But a balanced effort here from the Wolves. Rudy with 22 and 14. He looked great. I thought Darvin Ham from the Lakers had a, a fascinating quote after the game. He said, there was a time when it looked like we were playing in mud. The Wolves are fighting for their lives as well and trying to get to the postseason. They had that urgency and we didn't. Yeah, you're in the. I mean, you're in a worse position than the Wolves. Why isn't your team fighting? I get it. AD had a good line. No LeBron for weeks. 
It'll be a reassess. I mean, are we even going to see LeBron for the rest of the year? If they're done, if they're out of the playoffs, if they have no chance of getting into the plan, probably not. I don't know why he would come back at that point. Uh, but they really missed D'Angelo Russell amazingly too, especially against his old team there. Um, and they lose, and that's a good win from the Wolves trying to stay in their position in the Western Conference. Uh, I believe final Western Conference versus Western Conference games was Wiggins scoring 27 as the Thunder topped the Jazz to end a five-game skid. Wiggins. You see Wiggins. You're like, who? Andrew Wiggins? No, the other Wiggins. Uh, Really good game for for him um, playing well in uh, this Thunder win. OKC, though, here's the story from this game. They attempted 104 shots to Utah's 78. (laughs) In part because the Jazz committed 26 turnovers, but... Great game from Wiggins, Jalen Williams with 20, Lou Dort with 19, Giddy with 18 and 13 and 6. And for the Jazz, you had your rookie Walker Kessler with 10, 11, and 4 blocks. I bring that up because uh, I, some, I saw somebody in the comments of yesterday's Drop Podcast when we went through our NBA Award frontrunners. I had, just for shits and gigs, Jalen Williams in the third slot for Rookie of the Year. It doesn't matter. Paolo's winning it, but on my fake ballot... Doesn't even count. I had Jalen Williams because I just wanted to point out how great he's been. Uh, how he's improved so much since he became a starter and uh, just the numbers he's putting up and the impact he has on winning and all that. And then I had a Jazz fan very upset in the comments. Couldn't believe that I had Jalen Williams over Walker Kessler. Even though I brought up Walker Kessler's name, even though Trey Kirby showed some love to him, he's been great. A real surprise, I think, uh, to a lot of people going later in the draft. But I'm like, dude doesn't matter (laughs) neither of these guys are winning it Kessler's gonna be on the all-rookie first team if uh you know that's gonna keep you up at night Jalen Williams I think might he might get bumped to the second team because there's been so many good rooks but like who cares okay all right I hear you I see you Texas Walker Kessler he's fine he's very good actually um but I was just showing some love to Jalen Williams and he had 20 did he have a better game in this well he got the win so I guess I was right uh just kidding Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Uh, Suns roll over the Bulls, 125-104. I felt bad for TK. Durant played. Huh. We thought he wasn't. Played 31 minutes, put up 29 and six with a steal and a block. But it was really uh, Devin Booker and Joshua Koji uh, combining with uh, 60 points. Yeah, 35 for Booker, 25 for Josh. Uh, both those guys hitting a bunch of threes. Phoenix dominated the second half. They outscored the Bulls by 25 after they were trailing at the break. So. Yeah, not good for Bulls fans out there. They need every single one of these. They thought maybe Durant wouldn't play. Maybe they could sneak it out, but uh, 
dominant performance from the Suns in the second half. Um, this is weird. I had to do a triple check on this one. Devin Booker matched his career high with six threes in last night's game. Six? I was like, that can't be right. Devin Booker has had to have had games where he's hit more than six threes. No. In fact, when you go to Basketball Reference and you pull up his page, and you know you can scroll down and see, like, um, game high... Um, uh, game highs, like for all the categories for every year, right? It does this like cool little thing. I love that addition. I feel like that's fairly new over the last couple of years. But anyway, look at Booker's, and at least in the regular season, it's every single year he's played, his career high for made threes in a game is six. His rookie year, the next 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 year. He has never hit more, at least in a regular season game. I'd have to check playoffs. I forgot to do that. He's never hit more than six threes in a game. I just find that so weird for a guy who's considered, you know, one of the better three-point shooters in the game, uh, especially when he gets hot. We know the number totals he's put up. But, you know, he does a lot of his work still in in the mid-range game, the midi committee, and uh, obviously can force some action on the rim. Just wild. Couldn't believe it. Yes, good point here from Swish. I do see your comments, guys, but I am trying to move with some pace, like I said. Uh, Swish pointing out, uh, should or would have been better if the Bulls were wearing their traditional whites while the Suns were wearing those 90s uh, throwbacks. Those. Um, I meant to bring this up on the on the first game after Durant played on, what, Thursday night? That uh didn't love how... I didn't like those Suns jerseys. Like I like the ones with like the big, just says Suns, the white jerseys, the big numbers, he's back to the 35. I was like, yeah, this doesn't look good. Especially after seeing all the photoshops of when KD went to the Suns in the 90s throwback. Just wear these all the time. They're so sexy. That purple and the sunburst. And yeah, we were only uh, we were only missing the bulls. They were wearing white, but not the uh, the traditional, as uh, Swish pointed out. But Suns roll and um, look good so far, right? In their two games, especially Josh has their fifth starter and uh, him hitting five threes. I didn't check, but I'm guessing that's probably a career high. Maybe not. Maybe, no, no. Maybe he said. Maybe he's had a game where he's hit six or seven. Uh, okay, let's get to the Eastern Conference. I feel like I buried the lead a little bit here, but Julius Randle scores 43. Knicks win their eighth straight. They top the Heat 122-120. Listen to the start of the Associated Repress, uh, Press report on this one, the AP report. I'm quoting it here. This is the start of it. Here's just some of the things Julius Randle did in the final seconds Friday night. He lost the ball. He fell to the floor. He sent New York coach Tom Thibodeau sprawling and he collided with a security guard. Oh, and he hit a game winner. And I would add to that, he also got Mike Breen to drop the double bang on that game winning three. Shush, what an insane ending to the game. <laughs> I mean, you just have to go watch it. I won't even like, I won't try and explain it even better than the AP report did, but there was a, it was the most broken play of all time. And losing the ball, somehow the ball staying in bounds, and uh, Randall hitting like that fadeaway three on the side to give us the Breen double bang, uh, which I believe is only... Is it the fourth double bang in history? Third? I know Curry has one. We've gone through this before. I feel like we made a clip about this. or I, tw- I made a tweet about this, I think. What is it? How many double bangs have we ever had from Breen? It's got to be three. It's, it's three or four. But anyway, crazy. My goodness, what an insane shot. What a game for Randall, though. 16-25 from the floor. Eight three-pointers. 
I feel like he does this every third or fourth game where you see eight in that column. The Knicks, like I said, they extend the winning streak to eight games here. Um, and here's a fun trivia question for everyone. The Knicks, 38-27. and 27, They have topped last season's win total. They are the sixth team in the NBA to do so already this season. Can you name the other five teams? I'm not really going to wait for a minute here and see if everybody can name the five teams. But uh, there's five other teams and then the Knicks that have already surpassed their win total from last year. Some of them are no-brainers. Sacramento, duh. Indiana already has. Thunder have. Portland has. And Orlando no, I'm talking guys right now. Not the you guys see I see somebody in the stream team saying uh, Celtics and Nuggets and stuff like that. No, right this second they've already won more games than they did last year. So it's the Knicks, it's the Kings, the Pacers, the Thunder, the Blazers, and the Magic. Some of you getting that correct here in the stream team. Team Hold with the Magic. What's up? Everybody go invest in Team Hold. Magic? It's magical. That's what he really means. Subliminal advertising. Mikael Bridges helps the Nets rally to stun the Celtics 115-105. Brooklyn Bridges scored 38. I guarantee that he is a future all-star. Got some pushback to that one. He's going to be. He will be. <laughs> the, just the, he's going to have the stats. We know he's, he's got the, the pedigree of a defensive player, too. That always helps. And if his team is good... Next year is moving forward. Whatever he's gonna make it because he's he's solid, man. Holy crap! He scored uh, thirty or more in three of Brooklyn's last six games, and this one the Nets overcame a twenty-eight point deficit. Just a brutal night for Boston. They turned the ball over nineteen times. They suffered their biggest collapse of the season again. They had a twenty-eight point lead. Totally took their foot off the gas. They watched their birthday boy Jason Tatum miss all eight of his threes, and they lost Robert Williams the third to a hamstring injury. I don't know the extent of the injury. I don't know how serious it is, but he did, uh, he did leave the game. I mean, that's a bad night. Bad night all around. Um, but credit to the Nets for coming back. I mean, they really did, they did the work early to make it a game, right? Uh, where they were down huge and then got it to a respectable sort of deficit at half and then continued in the second half and run away in the end with the 115-105. There was that one possession where they had... Uh, was it like four or five offensive rebounds? They somehow didn't capitalize. Um, but, uh, you know, that was deflating, obviously, for the Celtics and their fans. And uh, where there, was, there were some boo birds out. Um, and probably rightfully so. Again, it was like that. I've, they just were like, well, we got this. We got this. They were already thinking where they were going to go party for Tatum's birthday, maybe. Maybe that was what happened. But uh, Bucks fans are like, sweet. Thanks, Nets. Good job. Gain another half game um, on the Celtics for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. I was going to do a quick check on that. Is it one full game now? You guys can let me know probably faster than I can search for it. But I believe, uh, yes, the Bucks are up one full game on uh, on the Celtics. Two in the loss column there. So that's a, that was a big win from uh, from Brooklyn to help the Bucks out. Because everybody wants that number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, a couple more games left. DeJounte Murray... Scored 41 to help the Hawks beat the Blazers. Quinn Snyder gets his first win. Joe Pronti's like, took you long enough. Uh, he made 17 of 22 shots from the field. DeJounte Murray did all five of his threes. Uh, I was happy to see this quote from Trey Young after the game uh, about Murray. He said, he's the king of the mid-range jumper right now. 
He said right now. He's not saying he's the best in the league. Um, definitely not saying he's the best of all time. But in, in a lot of Hawks games I've seen both in person and recently, Murray is comfortable with that jumper. He's got a high release on it. He's super athletic. He can obviously get to his spot. Um, he's been knocking it down with some consistency. So Trey Young noticed. Hawks move uh, into the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. Big stretch coming up for the Hawks. Kaka! Um, over the next week. They have the very rare, I assume rare, four-game road trip in just two cities. This is the Hawks. They play in Miami starting today, and then they stay in Miami and play again. That's never a good scene. Uh-oh, what are the Hawks going to get up to in Miami, in South Beach? But anyway, they play two games against the Heat in Miami. Then they go to Washington and play two games there. This is over the stretch of basically the next week, starting today, ending on Friday. Four games, two cities, and these are both teams they are jockeying for position. I mean, they are half game back of the Heat. They're game and a half up, I believe, on the Wizards, who play my Raptors today uh, in a big, big game. So, yeah, watch the Hawks here. I mean, they could really, like, let's say they even go 3-1 and one or something like that. Um, that could be a, This could be a big, big week for them to, like, really help their chances to uh, at least be uh, hosting a play-in game come the first round. Uh, final game. Paolo Bencaro scored 31. Magic beat the Hornets 117-106. I didn't know this heading into this game. And I did not watch a lot of this game. But I saw this note. Paolo was one of 33 on three-point attempts in February. <laughs> and he started this month 0 for 2 before going 2 for 6 against the Hornets. So it was his first game with multiple threes since late January. He was one for 33 on threes in February. Fascinating. I, I felt like that. I mean, I mean, I know it's the magic. Not really. I mean, they're trying to stay in a playing race. Uh, everybody knows he's already winning through the year, but I felt like that went uh, under the radar a little bit. Guy really struggling from distance, but he knocked down a couple and they got the win. And uh, the other note from this, I see people already saying it there in the stream team. Michael Jordan sitting at the end of the Hornets bench for I believe the first time this season, and uh, Mark Williams forgot to dap him up. At one point. But he went back and got him. You got to dap up MJ there. But not a great performance there from the Hornets with uh, MJ sitting at the end in, uh, you know, what was he? A lot of leather. I feel like there was a lot of leather on that man. (laughs) So, anyway. Those are the games. I think I got them all. Tell me if I missed anything. I'll do a quick check to make sure I got them all. But I'm pretty sure I did. A lot of action on there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten games on last night too many if you ask me but this was a lot of fun thanks everybody for joining me um we'll call it there i literally got to get going here and uh i gotta take this little doggo (laughs) take this little doggo outside before i go and then hopefully go and win two ymca games and try and get us to the finals but hey let's just have some fun no pressure we've done the coaching we've done the hard work and now we just see if we can hit shots i'll tell you what our team has gotten a lot better at rebounding, that was a killer for us. We were getting killed on the boards. We don't have the biggest team in the world, but we were getting hammered on the boards. So we've gotten a lot better at that. Got a bit of more uh, a nose for the ball. And um, and passing. We're, we're, we're figuring it out that passing the ball is faster than dribbling it. And also, it's a lot more fun for your teammates to uh, be involved. And you can get better shots. So we just got to go out there and knock down these shots. I believe we can do it. I believe the next time I talk to you, probably on Monday morning, I'll be telling you we're headed to the finals. 
Let's hope so. Anyway, uh, let me know if you like this. Hit the like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. If you're a Survivor fan, check out No Buffs. That it has its own podcast feed um, and uh, YouTube feed. Just search for No Buffs Survivor 44. And uh, yeah, I believe that is it. Um, hopefully we'll do some more of these as we get closer to the playoffs. And uh, it was always fun to just do a little mini recap. It gets my brain going too. Helps out for the Monday morning show. But thanks again, everybody. We will see you on Monday. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. All right, everybody. Brace the day, people.